Yeah. It's, yeah. it's that time. Hold on, Miriam yeah. Tazi. Just <laughs> <laughs> laughing at you. Yeah. I like that. Huh? It's your entrance. That's right. Malcolm Riddle. What else is this? Miriam Tazi <laughs> in the house. She's Hi. up. She's ready. Look Not at her. Really. You know what I mean? She's got her hair up in a bun. Yeah. <laughs> they got buns for men now. A lot of men wear them. Called a man bun or something it's like fine that. If, you, if a guy has long hair and he needs to put it up in a bun, there's nothing wrong with that. You got to get your hair out of your face sometimes. It's long hair in the summertime, in this heat. Can't have it. No, man. It's like you feel it all up in your neck. It's too much. Too much hair, people. You don't want to have it. Put it up in a bun. Cut it <laughs> off. Do something with it. Get a mohawk. Ooh. But you're back. And, oops, you're back. I'm back for another <laughs> episode of American Riddle. Oops. That's right. It's always a rocky start, but you know how we do it here. Oops. Ooh. I'm digging that too. I'm gonna have to it's add some good. sound effects to it though. It's really good. You know what I mean? I'm gonna come up with something when I get some time. I like that. Yeah. I uh it, this is a new shirt actually that I'm wearing. <laughs> Miriam Tazi pointed out before uh before we hit go. Before we hit record, that we're not allowed, we're not allowed to talk before the show. Don't say anything to each other. <laughs> it's like don't no, even, save it for the show. Don't even look at me. <laughs> you know, what like, I mean? wait. Set save up. save that energy. Uh, she said right before I started. She was like, "Is that a new shirt?" <laughs> I just looked at the ground. I just looked at my computer. Yeah, no away. answer. No. But now I got an answer. It is. So yes. It's a new shirt I got for uh, Father's Day for my son. Aww, that's early. Well, I won't see him. Oh, what? Mm-mm. That's not right. No, it's his, it's, his, uh, it's his weekend with his mom. And even on Father's Day? I know. I don't even know how that works out, but that's the price you pay people. So don't do as I do. You know what I mean? Or you'd be left out. I don't that's have sad. any feelings either way about it. I mean, I do, but, you know, I'm, I'm pretty... Don't pretend like you don't. Uh, you know, what are you going to do? It's a nice shirt, though. It is a nice shirt. Why don't you describe it to the audience? Wow, well, it's... A, it's nerdy it's a star wars shirt it is he gives me a lot of star wars shirts <laughs> well, because you love star wars he's it's a thoughtful shirt but it's like a it's like a class picture shirt it's like a yearbook picture of all the people in the in the movie yep just got han solo and he's a uh, class nerf herder yep and, and then he had you, the best teacher it, which is yoda yoda's in the middle of course almost at the top top anyway yeah and then you got <laughs> the vader top. yeah most changed yep is it class of 77? And then you got C3. Here, I'm going to let you name them. Go ahead. Oh, no. That Who's was, this? Uh, C3PO. All right, you heard me say <laughs> yeah, I know that, and I know R2-D2. And he's who? He's the most talkative. That makes sense. That's, you know, the main guy. What's his name? <laughs> What's his name, people? <laughs> Do I got to put pop this music up and have <laughs> no. a talk with her? <laughs> the main guy. Yeah, I don't know his name. I don't care. I don't watch this stuff. Word. <laughs> I told you not to put me on the spot. Okay, that's Luke Skywalker. There you go. Okay, and what's he? He's the most successful. Okay, then you got... Uh, He's like... Who's the, this guy? I forget his name, too. Come on, you better not say Cookie is Monster. Chewbacca? It is, the <laughs> okay, Wookiee. The, the Wookiee. Wookiee Chewbacca. He's chess club champ. Yep. And that's one of the... Stormtroopers. The army, army men. <laughs> yeah. That's one... I'm so embarrassed right now. Lift it up. That's one of the army men. <laughs> Worst aim. Yep. And then you have Princess Leia. Yep. Homecoming Queen. And then you have, you better get this right. Or you're just, you know. I don't know. <laughs> seriously? Yeah, no. I'll give you a hint. His name, his dad's name was Django. That doesn't tell me anything. Uh, 
<laughs> Last name is Fett. Oh, Bubba. Boba. 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 <laughs> Boba. Close bu- enough. Pronounced in Arabic, could be Baba, as you said. <laughs> Baba means dad. There you go. I don't know if you want to call He's that the dad. son, and he is uh, Bess Disintegrator. Is that what it is? Because he blows uh, disintegration. No, yes. <laughs> Jesus, I'm dyslexic. I At least I can read, okay? <laughs> well, we've, we've already established on this show that... Uh, I have no Star Wars knowledge. Well, and I can't read. <laughs> <laughs> so here, there we I'm go. gonna get so much hate because of this. You know that, right? Thanks, yeah, thanks can. for throwing me under the bus. I'm glad yeah. I'm getting away from you here. You guys, feel free to call in on the voicemail and uh, say what you want. Because it shows my foreignness. I'm glad. Yes, the army dude. <laughs> I like that one the best. The army dude. He's a stormtrooper. Well, that's my interpretation. So yeah, I, I did. My son, he gave me this. Uh, we we went to graduation for my my buddy uh, my buddy's son. He graduated high school, so another graduation. It was good though. It was actually very good. Like I told you, I sent you a couple or uh, the text messages. It was hard for me because you know Billy's dad passed away many years ago, and you know throughout the over time, I'd check in, hang out with Billy. We we you know we're we're close. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it was, I started having little panic attacks at the, you know, just cause I would, I, I was flooded with all these memories Aww. and then you look up and you're like, he's graduating high school. You know, I think he died. I think Bill died. Billy's dad, Bill died when, uh, Billy was like, I don't know, maybe five years old. So young. It was horrible. <clears throat> yeah. It, I mean, to this day, it still, it, it still has an effect on me. I could only imagine. Uh, but you know, it's, uh. It's great to see him grow and become a young man of his own. Yeah, and, sure. And it was, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was really nice to see the ceremony and see him. And it was in a big uh, stadium, not stadium, but uh, you know the the, the Patriot Center, so where they oh, play wow. basketball, and Jeez, stuff really? like that. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, it was That's big it was, school. Well, yeah, they had to take it off campus i guess to get someplace to accommodate you know all the students at one time plus their family and friends and onlookers and uh onlookers right sounds and creepy almost <laughs> yeah yeah oh wow that's that the real deal people i was in the nosebleeds oh <laughs> yeah i was up top right and i started walking down and he saw Is me it assigned seats he saw you yeah, I, I started Did walking find you and all that i started walking down the stairs right and, uh, well, I wasn't all the way up and he saw me like, there he is. You know what I mean? It was, no, I wish, but no, sounds good. <laughs> I was walking down the stairs to see if I could see him and I, he stood up and then I saw him, I yelled his name and he just, he sprinted over and Aww. like busted through the security part of it to give me some dap. That's cute. So yeah, it was, that was, that was well worth it. I mean, that's, I couldn't be, I can't even begin to tell you how the emotions I felt just by him doing that. Uh, and then we hung out after, you know, because he's, uh, his name is William Anderson Ellis the Fourth. The Fourth. Yeah, he's the Fourth. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty cool. And uh, a long lineage. Yeah. And it's a, uh, yeah, so he, his name came up, you know, the E's were right up there. But we stayed, we stayed for the whole thing. And then afterwards, it was, it was crazy. What, to get Bedlam. out of there? Yeah, it was just yeah. mayhem. It was so many, I mean... The kids were fired up. Of course. And it was nighttime, too. The last graduation I went to was like 10 o'clock in the morning. Oh. Outside on a football field. No, I think it was earlier than that. 
right? So it's like, uh, you're going to it. It was, you know, yeah, the enthusiasm was there, but People night. tired. <laughs> think about it. Nighttime. That's exciting. I was like, you know, he came over. He was he, Yeah, yeah. He was he was hanging out with us and uh, uh, my, myself and my son. And, uh, you know, yeah, I, I didn't want to take up too much of his time because the girls were all on, on him. And I was just like, look, you're about to have a good time tonight. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Dude. But he, he hung out as long as he could. I could tell he wanted to hang out with me, but I was like, you know what, man? It's your, it's his moment, right? Yeah, that's true. It's his moment. Yeah. So it was, uh, yeah, it was, it, it was, that's it was fun. very nice, actually. It is, it is a, uh, it is a fun time, a magical time. You know, I know I, I was a little hard. I think the first time we talked about graduation and all uh-huh. this stuff, I was a little, yeah, I, I, I take that back. You know, I was oh, wrong. No, you're, you're, yeah, I was wrong. <laughs> oh, wow. I was probably in one of my moods. And mm. we were like, no. you got to call me out in this stuff. Man. We did. Keep, well, still, you need to, you need to, like, you know. We did. You gotta, you, we were like, but it's supposed to be like. You're right. I was, <laughs> I was wrong. I, I was probably grumpy. And, and then I after just, we got off the podcast, you're like, you smart people. Mm-hmm. You're like hating on like. Yeah. <laughs> I get in these moods. I got to check myself. I mean, we all have right. moods. Mm, I think mine are more common. You mean they happen more often? Yeah, that too. Oh, <laughs> that's a true. <laughs> okay. I'm working on myself, people. I am working too. on myself. Uh, yeah, it it really is. It, it's you know, and I still can't believe it. I mean, just sitting in there and you're watching someone that you were there when they were born, you know, through good times, bad times, uh, and uh, you know everything that led to that moment. So it's it you seems know, like the beginning of of life for them too. Though, and so. he's so much like his dad because him and his dad and I we used to do some wild stuff, like. Personality-wise, physically? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, his dad was... I couldn't even keep up with this dude. You know, far as partying, far as drinking, far as working, his work ethic was nonstop. I mean, he's... His dad was one of the uh, one of the uh, people that I contribute to my whole style of sales and, you know, my uh, work ethic. You know, he instilled a lot of that in me early on when I when I met him. So it was a, uh, you know, when I look back and I think about that and I see him and I see see how hard he plays, you know, because he was into MMA. Now mm-hmm. he's into, uh, you know, he played football for many years and now he was into MMA. Now he's into uh, rugby, hmm. which I think he got, I think he said he got a scholarship. Wow. Uh, so he's, Rugby's yeah. rough. He's a rough dude. I mean, you got you to gotta know his dad too. I mean, we would go, we would work. Many hours in the his, they, his family owned a distribution company where they would uh, distribute uh, kitchen cabinets and mm. stuff like that. So in the in the mid nineties, I started working with them, and we became friends. And uh, it was uh, it was it was weird because it, you know it's the most boring thing in the world. You know what I mean? At, at first, I, I couldn't make the connection. You know, I was just you know I just needed a paycheck. Yeah. But uh, you know, when he showed me how to connect dots and how to how the actual foundation of business could work, if you understood the the, the relationship aspect of it, you could use that in any business. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that he showed me. You know, he showed me everything from the the you know from the base of it, whether it's getting the 
product, receiving the product, and shipping the product onto the sales, the design, meeting the client, stuff like that. So it wasn't, it didn't have to just be kitchen cabinets. It could be wine. It could be, you know, trying to distribute a film. You know what I mean? But basically, you know, what he taught me was it begins and ends with those relationships and, you know, how you conducted yourself. And him and his dad, him and his dad taught me a lot over time. But then, you know, when, when, you know, when, when it was lunchtime or when it was quitting time, it was party mode. Oh. I mean, we would take... Work hard, party hard. Hard's an understatement. <laughs> I mean, we would take... we at, at one point in time, we'd work really hard. We'd sell X amount of jobs. We'd ship out. We'd have a fleet of trucks, about 23 trucks. We get those all... We we take lunches and we go to... The, we, he liked billards, so we'd go to the pool hall. And we'd go there for lunch and we'd lose ourselves for an hour and a half, two hours. Sometimes three hours, you know I what I mean. I told you I want to go play pool. Yeah, and yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played pool. I, I would kind of just watch as a bystander. I mean, he he was really good at it, but man, we would you know this was my Hennessy days. You know what I mean? This is the, this is like my Tupac era where I was drinking Hennessy. I didn't know that you weren't supposed to cut cognac. You know what I mean? So I was drinking Hennessy and Coke. We'd walk into Fast Eddie's. And the bartenders knew us. They would have those drinks ready at lunch. You know what I mean? Lunch. Fucking turkey sandwich. We go through about. I go through like three, three, maybe three Hennessy's, and uh, he he liked vodka, vodka cranberry, or straight vodka soda. Didn't matter as long as it was vodka. And he get tall glasses. Then we go back to work, close out the day, then go to happy hour, do it all over again. I couldn't. Ha- I couldn't keep it. I couldn't keep up with it. Yeah, but that's you know you can do it for so long. I couldn't know? keep up with them, and those weren't even that wasn't partying. Like regular? No, no, that, just, yeah, that wasn't even party. It's the a part- regular day. Yeah, that wasn't even the party inside. <laughs> no, and then we'd work weekends, and we would get a team of uh, of warehouse workers that would load up kitchen cabinets and countertops and sinks and all that stuff and fill out all the condos that are now in the Fairfax, Virginia, uh, Reston, Herndon area that I drive by every day now. That's like weird. I loaded, went up four or five flights of every one of those condos that were built like in the mid nineties that are there now. I drive by every day and I remember those cold mornings, Aww. right? We'd have a big thing of Gatorade and we'd go to Anita's and get the breakfast burritos. <laughs> yeah, it sucked. It's I, I don't it would suck and he would just do it. He you know, he was he was one of the guys that, that actually, you know, actually instilled that lead by example. Mm. Like if 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 I can't do it there's no way I can ask you that to do it. That rarely exact that re- rare No. What's the word I'm looking for? It's rarely exists these yeah. days. Mm-mm. He would be out there. He'd be like, "Look, I can't ask you to get up Monday morning. I mean, Saturday morning. Give up your Saturday if I'm not going to be out there Saturday. If we're going to do, if it takes a Saturday and Sunday, I can't get up. I, I can't ask you to do it. And I'm out playing golf or something. So he would be there, and but he'd want to get it done by noon. You know what I mean? Because you know he wanted to go play golf, or let's say Friday nights, he wanted to have 23 trucks load, loaded, locked, double checked, and locked." And be out of there by you know eight o'clock because he he wanted to go to uh, go downtown in Georgetown and party and he was like I can't do that you know unless we finish so I mean you know he Let's wanted to play <laughs> mm. yeah I miss him I missed him a lot last night Aww. at the graduation uh, but you know he did give us a 
you know some some values and he gave us a wonderful son that is in billy and uh you know i was there for him if he since he wasn't there so um yeah we we it was it was an honor actually so we had a good time nice i thought so yeah and you want to shoot pool huh kind of have you ever shot pool yes yeah you any good can you hold the stick right huh can I hold the stick right? <laughs> I don't know. Is that, can you, you know, I've seen you know how some girls they can't. It was like when they throw yeah. a, a punch. It's, it's not. <laughs> I can shoot pool better than I can punch. How's that? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's been a while, but yes, I did. I used to go a lot when I was uh, younger. That wasn't right for me to say. I shouldn't say all girls do it that way. Yeah, punch you, like that because mm. you know there's Ronda Rousey and there's a lot of kick-ass women out there. They can, uh, you know. Kick your ass. I wouldn't mind. <laughs> I would not mind. Do it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I, we should go shoot some pool. I've, I just haven't done it. I just haven't hung out in a billard in a long time. Billard? Billards. Isn't that what it's called? Yeah, it's called that. Don't try to call me out. Yeah, it's billiards. Billiards. <laughs> billiards. Okay, billard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Billy, billard. Look, motherfucker, I'm just you kicking. Listen, because if I let it go, it's good, good, next head. Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> you're right. Podcast, you're like, no. why are you letting yeah, me say stuff like, like this? Yeah, like a Yep, because there's somebody listening right now that's like, God damn it. Right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Right now. What the hell? Why are you? She's calling me out. Why uh, I ought to. Well, you know. Yeah. You'll, be, you'll miss it. I'll be going for a while. Where are you going? Canada. What you, is it an extended, uh, you know? <laughs> For a little while. <laughs> it's like, wait. It's like the next podcast? <laughs> I'd probably be back, actually. Yeah, then. I mean, well, this isn't a daily podcast. <laughs> She's like, oh, yeah, you won't be able to... Po- what? What do you usually think? Yeah. I don't know. I also don't know if I'm getting fired, you know, since... Fired from where? From here, from because Greg sounds like he's... Um, Greg Gilmore, he's the yeah, shit. He's, oh, he's next up in line. That was so. a great podcast. I, I received, Him. I received a lot of, you know, I've, I've received a good amount of feedback. I mean, yeah, we, always, you know, Greg always has an open invitation. He has an open seat in the studio. Mm-hmm. But it's like Greg says, he doesn't want to be. Uh, he, he's very wary about uh, being overexposed. <laughs> you know, Greg's old school. He can't be on the mic and be on social media and be out there like that all the time. You mm. know what I mean? Some cats are like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I can dig it. It's you know, it takes a lot to be up, you know, just a once a week podcast. You know, that takes a, a big commitment and risk. You know, <laughs> <laughs> let's not forget that motherfucker. Yeah, because <laughs> think about it. You know, but it is nothing that I don't say that I wouldn't say in front of the president. Isn't <laughs> really? No, I mean. I don't, I'm not making, for some reason, as long as I've known you, and I've got to always prove it to you, I'm not making this shit up. The stuff that I tell you is, is it yeah, not? But I don't know if the, you know, I feel like if it was the president, it would be a little. Well, I would be a, a, little, a little bit more mannered, of course. Yeah, I don't know if I would say all these cur- like cur- curse words and stuff. I don't curse a lot. No, I probably curse more than you yeah, nowadays. I, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd second that, but. <laughs> that was very quick. <laughs> no, but I'm saying, look, the point I'm trying to make is there's there's no subject that I'm ashamed of, no point of view that I'm not, and when I'm wrong, I admit it, right? 
You did today. No, I do in 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 general. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, I'm, I'm saying in general I do. Oh man, I forgot. We I was supposed to have like a phone uh, uh, guest on the on the line. You and I got to talking. <laughs> um, did you ignore a phone call? No, I didn't. I was I was calling. I was uh, gonna make a call, but we'll get to that in a minute. I want to get back to the president. The uh, <laughs> yeah, there's there's there, yeah, there's no point of view, you know, and no subject. That uh, I'm not doing it for shock value. No, I know the majority. That. I'd say pretty much everything. From where you know, if it if it pertains to me, I mean, yeah, <laughs> there's no secret. I like capes and you know what I mean and stuff That's like. There's no, there aren't any you know real secrets. Some some things I may spare you guys, but you know, if it comes up, let the chips fall where they may. There's mm. nothing I can do, yeah. right? Just like the the thing I sent you today, the text. That's real, that picture. That, oh, God. <laughs> that, yeah. That's the real deal, man. When I talked about, you know, back in the, in the 80s and uh, early 90s when I used to wear trunk jewelry, which is basically just big jewelry. Now, I don't know if any pictures exist, but and when I talk about in the 80s when there were legions of purple, people that followed Prince and they were martial artists, ninjas, these guys mm-hmm. exist. I don't make this stuff up, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I sent Miriam a, uh, a picture because I was trying to find different, to see if I had any pictures of me in that, you know, that atmosphere, that era. And that picture was probably the second time that I read the autobiography of Malcolm X. Yeah, there's like three posters behind you. <laughs> yeah, of Malcolm X. And I'm wearing this big uh, medallion, and the medallion on it was one that I would just, I would wear this one like on a casual day. And it was probably, I don't know, if I opened my hand, I have a medium sized hand, I don't have a large hand, but it's medium. Uh, <laughs> I, I like to say. <laughs> he's so specific. I want, yeah. He's staring at his hand right now and like. It's a medium. You know. Would you say it's a medium sized hand? It's not small. <laughs> I don't want to say it's small anyway. But anyone in get back. I'm not going to put my hand against your fucking small woman, you know. Anywho, back to the point. The medallion is probably Huge, big, yeah. big as, a little bit bigger than the palm of my hand. And it says, the world is yours. So oh, is it's, that what it says? Yeah, it's, everything had to be, you know. Your, anyone. The stash. Anyone that, that that knows, just you don't even have to be in a hood, but just Scarface plays a big part in the community. You look exactly the same. It's weird. Yeah, no, that that picture's in probably I don't know ninety three, ninety two, maybe. Same, except the stash is a little different. Well, because I, 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 I trim it. Yeah, trim it down. But is it, <laughs> like if I if I shaved right now, it would be about that thick. Maybe it'll be that thick tomorrow. Uh, that's another thing that's big in the community. When I mean the community, we all know what community, right? I don't need to spell it out. Black community, right? It's mustaches. Mustaches are huge. Mustaches have never gone away in the black community. If you go in any hood, and not meaning hood, meaning ghetto, but if you just go any community that black people live, right? There's a mustache, <laughs> right? I, Barack Obama probably rocks a mustache at some point, right? <laughs> I, you know, there's. Yeah, no, I, I, I get it. Mustaches are a big thing, <laughs> and if you can do the mustaches goatee, need to stop being a thing. No, it's just that way. Just mustaches by themselves. The Spanish community is the same too, though. You know, there's mustache to, like Pedro. It needs to stop that. Ne- that trend. Needs I got a to, mustache now, though. Yeah, but it's like not. Hmm? 
But it's something always there. You know it doesn't leave. Have you ever noticed? Why? Is it? Why? Why? I don't know. Bill. Bill Ellis, my buddy who passed away, we were just talking about. He used to always say, you got to cut that shit off of your <laughs> nose, man. When I, hit, that's, when I hit it just like that, you got to. He used to we'd just, we'd be in meetings. These are corporate meetings, right? And I'd show up, white shirt, starched, pressed. You know what I mean? The T-shirt. Yep, I'd show up. <laughs> and, and who would show up? Malcolm Riddle, little fro. And a dark ass mustache <laughs> under his nose, about thick as a finger, and he he would just he would come over right while the, the, the presentation's going on, and he'd walk really close to me, so just so I could hear and say, "You got to cut that shit off under your nose, man, huh? When are you going to cut that shit off?" And then he'd go back to the meeting, and no one would know, and I would just be standing there looking, just like, "Damn!" And I'd be like, you know, damn, and you you know how you. Tighten your nose up like this so you talk with your lip. Damn, do I really look? But I just kept it. Oh, my face hurts. Yeah, no. Oh. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's a, I don't know. Look around. Look mm-mm. at look at the There's problem. been a lot of people that I work with that have tried mustaches, and every time I'm like, you are a creeper right now. I cannot look at you the same way. Yeah, it but if bothers me. If you're it's a, creepy, pedophile, gross. If you're a hipster creepy. and you're trying to do it just to be hip, that's one thing. But, you know, like, you know. TC from Magnum, he had a mustache, right? Billy D. Williams, Lando there, Calrissian, he had a mustache, right? You know what I mean? There's a lot of players out there that had mustaches. Not everyone. Shit, can even pull Magnum PI had a mustache. <laughs> you mean? You know who has a mustache that I noticed? Who? Uh, Chris Pratt in Jurassic Park, the new one, Jurassic mm. World. Motherfucker has a mustache the whole movie. Does he? Word. <laughs> you're, you're disturbed though You're making a No disturbed man I was, I was, I was kind of happy I was just like wow You know what I mean Fuck it really? it's, it's, it's fucking white boy day Yeah he had a He had a mustache In the film Of course he had stubble on the beard But the yeah, mustache he, was thick that, though That makes a difference Mustache was thick It's not just stash Yeah I'm just keeping it real I'm just keeping it real You know I keeps it on I keeps yeah, it I was, I was waiting for that yeah. It what? <laughs> yeah, no. My son, he called me out today too. He was like, "I was like, yeah, I keep it a hundred. He goes, "It's not one hundred. It's a hundred." And I was like, "I know, but doesn't it sound funny if I say one hundred? It's like when people say, "I like fifty cents." Well, no, it's fifty, but it's funny when you hear it. So I just say, "I keep it one hundred And he just looks. He pretty much did exactly what you did, <laughs> Miriam Tazi. So that's what's up, people. We've already started this podcast off with a bang. I uh, um, on other in other news in other news. Yeah, <laughs> the, the the thing is going on. The shooter in South Carolina. Did you see that? The shooter in South Carolina. Of course, Carolina. you guys listening to this now. By the time this podcast come out, it's uh, they've already caught the 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 uh, uh, guy that allegedly assassinated a senator from South Carolina and mm-hmm. Reverend. Um, and I use that word assassinated because that's just cause I, I mean when you kill. Someone that holds public office, that's, you know. Assassination. Yeah. And and, uh, I guess eight other people were killed. It's crazy. In a church. That's wrong. And even prayed with them. I don't know, man. A lot of this stuff in the news is. Depressing. Yeah, it's crazy when you think about it. It's too much, man. It's a lot. I can't handle all of it. Well, I got. That's the wrong one. I've got. I got Mark Anthony checking in from South Carolina. He's been he's been on the podcast before. Jesus, I got music playing. Let me see what's going on. 
It's hard to control all this stuff. So Mark's Mark's checking in from he's from South Carolina. He's been on he's been on the show before. Mark Anthony, aka Red, Big Red, aka, you know I me, mean, my brother from another. He's doing it big. Let's check in with him. Let's see what's up if I can get this thing to work. Mark, you on? I can't hear you. I can't hear him. <laughs> In a second. Whoops. I am fucked up. Did you hang up on <laughs> him? <laughs> I can't. Smooth. Look, everything can't be smooth, people. Smooth. I try. Let's see. Is it ringing? Hello? Can't hear you. Let's see what's going on. Might have something. Is he plugged in? Yeah, I'm plugged in. Hello? No, let's try something different. Sorry, people. Sorry. I'm going to try something a little different. So much is going on right now. Yo. Yeah, I can hear you now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Finally. So that's what's up. Mark, um, Mark Anthony, a.k.a. Red, straight from the Dirty Dirty. You know what I mean? What do you call it? Chucktown, right? Yeah, I'm from Chucktown, man. That's what's up. You've been on the show before, once before. Now we got him back because we're checking in. We're just, I'm sitting here with my co-host, Mariam Tazi. Hello. I don't know if you hey, can hear me. how are you me. doing? Oh, good. You can hear me. And, uh, yeah, we were just talking about the... Uh, uh, the the shooting in South Carolina and how it's uh, it's rocked that area and uh, you know I was thinking I was thinking about you when I heard this come over the wire it's uh, uh, that's some place that was close to home correct yeah um, Charleston area like that church especially I, I've attended uh, that church uh, a number of times uh, that's the church that my aunt goes to you know um, she wasn't involved in any of that so she's safe thank God but you know. Um, I'm very familiar with that area when I worked down there a, a block away from it's like it's like a street over and about two blocks away from you know the store that I worked at down there so uh, I'm very familiar with the area and the people there um, I have friends and family that uh, like I said my aunt still there I have other friends that go to that church um, it was a very uh, serious situation yeah. it was a very um um, I was saddened by it, so yeah, it's, yeah and, and, and I know um, definitely praise goes out to the the family, praise and condolences, and you know to my city down there. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's it it seems like a uh, you know a very tightly knitted community, a small community where people know that area. Uh, and you know, like I said, when I was talking to you offline, you brought it right up how close you know it is to home. It is. Um, it's very close to home uh, because, like I said, I grew up there. Uh, I, I was there every day. I drove past that church every day. Um, but you know, that's one thing I like about about the Charleston area is is they they they, they rally together, you know, and, and hopefully, you know, there won't be a backlash. But uh, but they rally together just to, to stay strong and uh. No matter what it is, uh, you know, a lot of people in that area expected after the whole Walter Scott decision. Uh, I think we talked about that a little bit, but they expected the the whole area down there to just be chaos, kind of like 
Ferguson was, but it wasn't. And that's just because of the, the people down there and, and the way that they rallied. So um, I'm happy for that. It's a sad situation, you know, whether it was Charleston or not. It's crazy. Um, but it is crazy. It's crazy because the, 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 the guy, uh, the, 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 the alleged uh, shooter, killer, murderer, is uh, now in police custody. Uh, and, uh, you know, when, when, they, when I was listening to the news this morning about it, how he, he went and he, he actually stayed in the church and prayed with them during, during uh, service. And, uh, you, know, it, that, you know, that's just heart-wrenching. It just makes no sense. And, and one of the things that I, that I saw on the news, and one of the things that that, that was, un, you know, and it was something that I, I, I've dealt with, and we talked about this, but, you know, um, it, it, it was a lot of confusion uh, between the various news channels that you watch and his motive. Was he, uh, was it racially motivated? Is he just a mental, mentally ill person? Um, or, you know, what all that was. And, like, we, I know we talked offhand um, and off, off the air about, you know, race and, and the different elements of race and that stuff like that still, still happens. But, um, and, you know, a lot of people didn't, didn't see that. That's, and it, they were so shocked to see uh, this being as a hate crime or being labeled as a hate crime or, you know, a, a racially motivated crime. Um, because... You know, a lot of people still don't, don't, I mean, race exists and everybody knows that, but they still don't believe it exists to this extent to have somebody walk into a church and just kill nine innocent people. You know, um, I, 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 I was watching the news since 4.30 this morning because one of my friends, um, unfortunately, um, uh, some, a family friend uh, of his was one of the nine that was, uh, you know, that, 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 that lost their lives. And he texted me about four thirty this morning. He was talking about a little bit, and um, and I, I was watching the news from four thirty, just watching it all, and and it was it was so funny. But within the hour, there's so much different uh, ways that the news was trying to manipulate the story, uh, saying that he was mentally ill. Uh, they don't. It wasn't racially motivated. They put the word hate crime in quotations. Um, they they wouldn't even at first say the race of the person that walked into the church and saw everybody take video and uh, pictures came out. But it, it was like they was trying to protect the media or protect everybody from like this being a racially motivated event. Um, and of course, social media ran away with that. But you know, at the end of the day, uh, nine people, nine innocent people, lost their lives. In, right. a, in, a in a church. In the church, in the house of the Lord. Uh, the place where, like, a lot of people feel sanctuary. It, 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 it's an actual sanctuary, you know? So, and it's just, it, it's just sad. I mean, whether you, you want to talk about the way the media covered this, whether you want to talk about this, if it's race-related or not, uh, if it would have been a different story, if it was a black guy walking into a white church. At the end of the day, it's a tragedy because people die in the church, and they lost their lives. Um, only thing I can say, you know, being from that area, is it saddens me because, you know, I know the people of that area. I know people that went to that church, and and it's sad. You know, it would be sad if it wasn't in South Carolina. It would be sad if this happened in California somewhere, and it has. 
you know, stuff like this ha- happens all the time. It's just, you know, now uh, it looks a lot different happening in 2015 than when it was happening, like I said. Don't mind the police uh, firing. I'm just saying outside. That's okay. Yeah, no, you're right. It's it, you know when when something happened, let's say you know when you see something that violence like this breaking out, uh, you know in 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 the South in the 50s and 60s, you know what I mean? It was clear, and, and you, it's easy for us to say, oh, well, that was a different time. And now you go, you fast forward to 2015, and some of these things, uh, 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 some of these, or or a lot of these 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 tensions still exist. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this was racially motivated. I, you know, I can I only know what they report on the, you know, they being the media, what they report on the news. Uh, and a lot of times that stuff is is they're getting it pretty much the same way we are. They're getting it uh, second and third hand on social media, and they're just reporting it to fill in the gaps. Uh, I think the facts. I think the fact that they've they've caught um, the shooter and uh, they have him in custody and he's alive. I think uh, you know in the coming days you'll we will get more information and more accurate information uh, as long as he's kept alive in custody. Uh, you know and and. Uh, and we'll see. Is that is that area not to not to jump on the 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 bandwagon of race and and, and racial tension or racial atmosphere? Is it a, a racial area uh, uh, that uh, that you know you you think it is, or how kind of describe that that town or that neighborhood? Well, I mean, when you, when, you, when I think about it, and we've talked about this, like racism still exists, and and, and South Carolina still has a lot of uh, of segregation when it comes to race uh, in certain areas. The, the Charleston area is very diverse. They, they've done a good, good job, uh, excellent job throughout the years of changing the perception of it being just like a, a church city with old money to making it uh, a lot more friendly for for everybody's evolving. Um, they built up that city a lot. Um so South Carolina as a whole, there's still a lot of race issues in South Carolina as a whole. There's still KKK means. There's still a lot of segregation throughout the whole state. We talked about this in the last podcast that I, I was on. There's still a Confederate flag on the East House, right? Um, so, but, but the, the big thing when you look at it and, and the way being from the area, the way I looked at it, was we knew it existed. It was kind of something that we didn't talk about because we knew. Like, being in that area, you know racism exists. You know there were certain areas you couldn't go. You know there were certain areas where um, you're going to get treated differently and then certain areas, but, you know, being from there, we just knew not to go to those areas. We just knew that it existed. It wasn't something that was very, you know, advertised. And now this is just a, a unfortunate event that kind of sheds a little bit of light on that. You know, I've been to school down there, and I've been to school with those guys that, um, like this gentleman, or supposedly like the who uh, did the shooting there, you would look at those guys, and you just kind of knew that, you know, what their mindset was. He doesn't like black people are, you know, and they just kind of stayed away from it because there was kind of this underlying thing where you just kind of knew your, you kind of knew your position, knew your spot, you knew who the best was, you did not. You know, and that was the the big kind of thing about South Carolina. If you're not from there, then you won't kind of understand that mindset. But 
um, being from there, I can I can speak on it. And it's like that other places, but um, in South Carolina, like like I look at South Carolina as being still a heavily uh, racist type state to where you know there is that that segregation. It's gotten a lot better over the years, but there's a lot of stuff that's just kind of swept under the rug because, uh, especially in my mom, because if you're from there, you know it's just it's just something that's expected. You just have those expectations and. I, I, the area in which this happened, it was right there in downtown in the middle of the city. Um, but I know from, you know, being in that area that if you go two or three streets down, it's kind of like a rough part of town. Uh, it's, it's a rough part of town that has a little bit of poverty. Um, a lot of, uh, government funded homes and, and a lot of poverty, like two streets down from, but where this happened, and that's kind of the area that when you think about going to Charleston, you don't want to end up on that side. Um, but it's, it's it's like that everywhere. So I, I can't really say that the area in which this happened uh, was very, very, you know, racially um, divided. Um, because to me, it's, it's, it, was, it was an area that, that was kind of cleaned up and, and, and improved. And you got to think about the guy that came and did the shooting, supposedly, um, he drove down two hours to get to the Charleston Church, right? So he's not even from that area. He's from more upstate, and there's a lot more, there's a lot more segregation in certain areas of upstate than there is in the Charleston. Yeah, and that's, that's what I was going to say also. You, you mentioned earlier, and I can relate to everything you just said about knowing what side of town to go on or what neighborhood to go into and which ones not to. I mean, that happened uh, with me in Flint, Michigan. But the the the, the funny thing is, it, you might know where to go and where not to go, but this evil came to them. They didn't seek it out. They were in their house of worship, uh, you know, minding their own business uh, amongst one another in prayer and uh, were robbed of their lot, deprived of their life. And uh, that form of evil, yeah, you know, we need to be aware that it exists, but we need to find a way to, uh, uh, to protect ourselves from uh, from right. from stuff like this. Uh, yeah, How do you protect yourself that, when you're in a church, that right though? There, I don't know. Cut you off. Yeah, but that right there is, 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 is the most terrifying part about that. the evil came to them, like you said. Yeah. Right. But it, it kind of goes to show. Like, like, like the, the, the folks that lost their lives, the, t- the type of people that they were, you know, to, to bring him in, this cinnamon this who eventually ended up taking their lives, to bring him in and let him sit and worship with them, being like, he sat there for a whole hour before he started, you know, his, his malicious, terrible act. They brought him in. They brought him, they brought him in to sit and worship because... You know, that is the nature, you know, of, of Charlestonians. That is the nature of what they're trying to make the city be. Yeah. Like, they, they try so hard to make it an undivided area, an undivided city. Um, the senator that lost his life, I, I think I met him um, may, uh, in, in passing. I think I might have helped him uh, on, my, uh, on my old store. But, um but, like, he was the type of person who didn't turn his back on anybody. He brought this guy, and he brought a killer into his house. But he did it with good intent. He didn't know. Obviously, nobody knew that he was going to, that, that, that guy was going to open fire. 
we just they just all wanted to worship the same God, and they lost their lives doing so. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, like I said, it's it's a, it's a terrible tragedy. I, I personally, you know me, Malcolm, man, I, I try to hold my emotions, but when it came to this, I and mean, it hit so close to home, like, I couldn't, and it, it was sad, because, you know, I've I've been there. I've been inside those that church. I sat on those pews. I know people that go there. My aunt goes there. So it, it hit close to home, but at the end of the day, you know, they lost their lives. Yeah, yeah, no. and it's it's something you know. You are a parent. You're a father of a son, and and I'm a, I am a parent also, father of a 13 year old. You know, I was having this discussion with my son today at lunch, and we were talking about it. And I was telling him, you know, the importance of knowing your surroundings, being aware of what's going on. Don't be oblivious. Don't always be staring at your phone. Don't always be, uh, you know, just assuming that you're safe. You don't have to go through life and you know be worried or be scared, but just just be aware. And he was he, he you know he he wanted me to show him an example. So I waited until after we left and where we were eating, dining and dining, uh, where we were eating, and uh, uh, the uh, I started pointing out stuff. I, I described every person that walked by me, that sat next to me, that was behind me, that came out of the bathroom, uh, where the exits were. I knew exactly where that what was going on before I sat down and who was around me the whole time. Uh, I use, I personally use reflections to see what's going on. And I told him that and he, he's like, wow, you know, basically he was looking at me like just exhausted, you know, <laughs> and it, it, my mind moves so fast like that. And probably because a lot of the work environments that, that I work in, you're always looking at yeah. people anyway. So I kind of use that, and I'm able to, you know, when I was sitting in the car with him, I was describing the truck driver that came out of the bathroom and didn't wash his hands. But how did I know he didn't wash his hands? Because he was zipping up his zipper when he came out of the bathroom. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, maybe he did, but, you know, he's still filthy. So my point was I'm paying attention to these details in the event, and I knew I had two exits in case something popped off. It's sad that I have to think that way, and I'm always thinking that way. Uh, and I would yeah. hate. I, I, I would hate for this country. I would hate for my son or your son to have to think that way and to be that aware. But we're just living in a time where everything is so accessible, whether that's firearms or any weapon, or just the accessibility of displaying raw emotion without any regards to uh, the safety and well-being of your brothers and sisters. People just don't care. Yeah. So you have to be aware. They, they, they said that this kid, like, somebody in this kid's circle had to see the red flag before it went off, you know? Yeah. Somebody had to see that. I'm and sh- it, it, it could have been, you know, I, don't, I, I do put a lot of pressure on the parents, and I can, and, but I, and we can blame the parents for this, but somebody bought this kid a gun for his birthday. Yeah. Right? After like, someone bought this kid a gun for his birthday, he he went to jail a couple of times. I know he has friends or, or somebody in his circle that could say, you know what, something's not right here, and put a stop to that. Yeah. And a lot of times when it, when it comes to situations like this, before things get bad, a lot of people like, they, they put their finger on their nose and like, not not it. I'm, I'm not going to be the one. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to. It's not my business. Right. That's and, then, and I think 
if more people was to step up, then we can avoid things like this. Wow. Tragedies, and they're calling this a massacre. A lot of this stuff is unavoidable, right? Cause we, we, we can't speak for everybody. I'm not in everybody's head, and I can't stop the way that people think. And some people are going to lash out and do terrible things like this kid did last night. But at the same time, you know, it, it, it's gotta, something's got to give. Somebody's got to see the sign. Somebody's got to say something. Yeah, it, you bring some of these things to life, and and that's the thing. That's the thing that you 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 don't want to put yourself in a position where you sit and have the conversation. I could have done something, or I could have said something. I think Miriam Tazi and I had a conversation on another subject yesterday about this. You know, if you're in a position whether you, it makes you feel uncomfortable or not, it could be a loved one. It could be your a friend of yours or someone you work with but at the same time you need to initiate that conversation take it to the next level that you know this person you know uh, i can clearly see that they're struggling and need some help uh, you know we may not have the solution for that help but the conversation needs to needs to get started uh before it's too late as right. as we are speculating that may be the case uh, in South Carolina, and I, I'm sure that those yeah. facts will come will start to come out uh, in the coming hours, if not already. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm actually there's yeah. stuff coming out now about the the I guess the young guy who did the shooting for during the movie, the Batman movie. Yeah, and so they're talking to his therapist, and he actually had this book where he like wrote stuff down and stuff, and it's just like he had told her that he wanted to commit murder. You know, and she just didn't know what, when to tell the the authorities. And that's what she was being basically like asked, you know, on the stand. It's like, when do you know that it's like, this is serious or this is just talk? You well, know? We just, we and just, so but at the end, when she was like, her thing was, yeah. I only start thinking that it's serious when they start taking the steps to getting it, like planning it. You know what I mean? Like taking the steps to make a plan to make it happen. And that's when it's like going over the edge, which is like. Is that too close? You know what I mean? Like, how do you know? You yeah. know, or as a teacher or as a parent, like kids hide things from their parents all the time. It's just, it's not as obvious as one would think, you know? So friends yeah. are probably a good, you know, peers are definitely a better source, especially for teenagers because their friends are their family more than their family, you know? But it's still like as a friend, you know, like, do you want to call your friend out? You know, it's. You want to help them, yeah. but also how, and do you turn to their parents? Like, how do you do that as a teenager? Like, who do you trust? Yeah, but sometimes you just got to, you, you got to call them out. Uh, I mean, you take, for instance, you mentioned someone in a professional level. We just had the, what was the, what was the thing that was in the news uh, months ago when the guy crashed the plane? Uh, that, yeah. that, he was under care. And they knew that he was unstable and, and they didn't report it to the employer. And the guy crashed the plane. I mean, we have to take responsibility and, uh, you know, like I tell you to call me out. You call call that person out on it, hold hold them accountable. And, uh, yeah, if it, if it means your quote-unquote friendship and if that saves nine lives, then, you know, yeah. I'd, rather, I'd rather lose a friend than lose nine innocent people permanently. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, but that's you thinking – you know, n- not selfishly. You know, that's hard to do uh, in this in this very age. Selfish, yeah. In, in this age, there's a lot that, and that's another thing I wanted to bring up, Mark. Is in this age of everyone, you know, worrying about themselves and covering themselves and making themselves look good. You know, it's 
it's so easy for people to turn a blind eye. You know, we see it every day. You yeah. see it in the workplace. You see it with friends, family, and relationships. People, uh, you know, people need to, you know, they need to call each other out. What do you think, Mark? Yeah, I think I, I think you're absolutely right. And, and then, you know, as a professional, if if she's having a conversation um, as a professional with with this guy, and it's been a history of knowing that this kid, because he was arrested, um, the guy was arrested for what, drug, drug charges and uh, mm-hmm. trespassing or something like that. And if you see these signs and you're having a conversation with this guy. And you see any of this, in one side, if he mentions, like, murder or I have the capability to do something like that or I have the capability to hurt somebody or myself, like, you, as a professional in my eyes, you don't wait and see if you see, like, like there's some, there's some two or three-step process to see if somebody is willing to hurt somebody or hurt themselves. Like, if you hear that, then you, I think immediately what you have to do is take action. At some at some form or, or, or fashion, uh, say hey, he said this. This kid's gonna need some help, you know. Um, but but but, but I, I agree. Like a lot of that, it, it, it falls on the shoulders of others just to call that out. Yeah. Right. And it is kind of tough to, to to read somebody to see if they're serious or not. But right. when it comes to lives, when it comes to you know like like killing and murdering and hurting somebody. Like there's just there's no room for error. There's no there's no time to wait and see. You know. Um, once again, like 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 I say this with a very heavy heart. My my condolences to the family, to the to, to nine families that lost um, loved ones. But you know, at the same time, you know, like I, I know that they're in a better place. You know, I, I know they're in a better place because they they brought their killer to them. They brought him in. They let him in the church, right? And they didn't see him as a threat, right? Because they didn't they didn't know. They didn't see him as a threat and they no. brought him into the church to to worship with them. Right? And and, and once again, like you said, like like it, it, it's it's hard to read a person. It's hard to read and, and really know that that motives and unless you really, really know them. So Well the the, the... I don't know, it's, you know, it's, it's a tough situation. Yeah, it, it is, and and I agree with you. My heart goes out to the uh, to the family, and the families, and the community of uh, of South Carolina, and not just that, the, the many communities around, not just in the United States, but around the world that is has been uh, plagued and affected by by murder and uh, this. Uh, this, or in their place of worship. You yeah, know, that's like a yeah. It's between not Muslims and yeah. It's not just Jewish in people. it's not just in America. Believe you me. So yeah. yeah, my heart goes out to anyone that's in in you know a, a place of peace and harmony, and then evil comes in the door. Uh, it's something that uh, you know we're we're watching, and you know also There's you know nothing is sacred anymore. Also, I, I but I also commend the uh, authorities for being able to uh, uh, put the word out and. Uh, apprehend a suspect in a in a you know in a timely fashion and uh like i said i'm I'm curious i haven't been on online or watching the news as as of the past you know couple hours but i'm curious to see what's uh what's what's been going on and i'll tune in but uh and, and, and this is the thing about the news and, and, and i was watching the news this morning i was reading a little bit on twitter or some of the, the things that people were saying 
And the real backlash that I read was a lot of the news, uh, a lot of the news coverage came in late. Right? There was a lot of, uh, while this was going on, while people were shot when it was breaking news, it, it was just uh, a situation to where the news was flashing on the bottom of the screen. They went back to what they were doing. Um, and and that, they started comparing this incident to, like, the, the, the Boston Marathon bombing and the different type of, type of coverage that they had on the Boston Marathon bombing. And, you know, then you started reading a lot of Black Lives Matter and, and all these other hashtags that were out there. I, I will say this. Um, I will say this. I, I, I truly think that the police department and the, the, the city of Charleston, I think they went about the right way of handling things. Right? I, I, I think they went about the right way of handling things to where everybody didn't get so overwhelmed. Um, I, read a t- I read a tweet this morning, and the tweet said something like, um, if this was a black man that walked into a white church, you would have tanks and, and army in, in the streets and stuff like that. And here in Charleston, you didn't have anything. I, I don't believe that's true. Yeah. Um, there was police everywhere. There was helicopters. Yeah. But I, I think you shouldn't set that up like, <clears throat> like, like as the mindset of the other person that if this was a black guy that walked yep. into a white church, it would be totally, totally different approach to catching this killer. You know what I mean? Um, and and, and I, it's sad for me to think that people uh, think like that, but, you know, that, that kind of thing is out there. They'll use a, a tragedy like this to invoke, um, oh, this is a black face. Like, we, we get that, but at, at the same time, like, the first thought should be with the victim. You know, and, and not the way that, you know, saying that, oh, nobody cares about black lives or um, since it was a black person. I, I think the, the authorities handled it perfectly. Uh, he went out there, I watched the press conference this morning with uh, the great mayor, Joe O'Reilly. I can call him the great because I've been in his city for a while. He's a really good guy. Um, and, and the police chief, and I think they went all the necessary steps. And then, uh, obviously, they, they apprehended the guy. No, I don't, I don't think they should have led by force all because it was black over white. I think they did the right thing. And if you look back at the way that they handled the Walker, uh, Walker Scott case, once again, giving up to the great mayor, Keith Summey of North Charleston, um, I think they handled that one pretty well as well. You know, and that's one of the things I love about the city of Charleston. Um, because we see how the whole Ferguson situation, even though it was a bad situation, very similar to the Michael Scott situation, and some comparison, but it was handled so bad that they had to put the city on lockdown, right? And, and so I, could, I personally commend the way that the city of Charleston and the mayors handled what happened, even though it was such a, a terrible tragedy. I commend the way that they handled what happened because the back end of the story, you don't see right now people rioting. You don't see right now people, you know, just being so upset that they're robbing from their own communities. And everybody right now is rallying there. Um, and they're just, it's just a very, very kind of peaceful protest. Yeah, no, it's... So it's, it's, I, it's I, 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 and I think some of that goes to the way that the authorities handled the situation. Yeah. So, 
I, I agree with you, Mark. I, I agree 100% that uh, they did act fast. The authorities did, did act swift and fast in the apprehension of this suspect. And it's not, I don't think we, sh- we should even invite, I don't even think we should play the, the game of uh, Black Lives Matter or if this yeah. person was, it's not even a case. That's, that's part of the disease of racism uh, on both yeah. sides, okay? These are human beings that were robbed of their lives, and that's how we need to look at things. We shouldn't say, you know, these were um, black children or black men, a black senator. This was a, this was a man of the community, a reverend, a senator, uh, uh, someone who was loved uh, by many, as were the other victims, and they were human beings first. And that's, that's the yeah. point, and this is why you, this is why you do see the community rallying, and this is why, because our hearts... Are 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 hurting right now, and uh, that's apparent. Uh, you know, it, it it does not have to be an an issue of what ifs and you know racial uh, uh, motivation uh, between uh, as far as theories uh, and stuff like that. Now, yeah, if the what, whatever comes out from the uh, uh, the 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 killer's uh, uh, motives, and that's another story. But at the same time, right now we're we're dealing with. A great tragedy, uh, great tragedy and loss in the uh, community. So I agree with you. Yeah, and, and that, that was just one of the things that, that I noticed this morning. I mean, in, in, the, in the wake of of this tragedy, I mean, it, indirectly, uh, it, it does bring people in, in communities together. Yeah, right. So I mean. Nine lives were lost, but now it, it puts that perspective out there that, you know, it, it, it builds the community to just rely on each other. Yeah. You know, play with each other. And it just put, put uh, your head on each other's shoulders, uh, hug each other. Just, and, and, and that's the, the, the spirit that, like, I, I would hope would build from this tragedy. You know, like, like I said, I've been, I've been on the phone most of the morning, texting back and forth, and you know, just, just talking to my friends and family. And like, like we we all have the same reaction to it. It's it's, it's sick. It's totally sick. But you know, at the end of the day, you know, the, the, the thing that that we took away from this, you know, that even though it's sad and it's mad, and given the speculations of what was you know loosely said in uh, by. Um, one of the witnesses and, and what the police reported that it was racially directed. Uh, him saying that he just he literally wanted to walk in there and kill black people. Uh, I, I can't let that, or uh, nobody should let that be the motivation of of what happens next. Right? They, but what needs to be motivation of what happens next is you know, like the 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 fact that these guys have lost their lives and. You know, we just want to honor them and, and rally around them and build a bigger sense of community instead of anger towards this, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. violence, uh, to react to violence only brings more violence, right? So, I mean, I, I'm, I just gotta say, like, <clears throat> like, hard to go back to these, uh, to this whole situation, but, you know, just let it, Build positive, positive things to uh, have people rally together. This is to stop things like this from happening. You know, 
Yeah, no, so, I agree. I agree, Mark. And, I, don't, I don't know. And no, I think uh, you you brought up a lot of very good points, and we uh, we at the American Riddle Podcast definitely uh, are with you and and your friends and family in South Carolina. So I I really appreciate you spending some time on the program today and uh you know we welcome you back on the show under under better circumstances but i i, I really appreciate your time mark uh, yeah thanks man i'm uh i'm in texas right now burning my my behind off so uh yeah i, I don't mind calling and calling in and talking with y'all we appreciate having me on man thank you and we'll catch up soon okay all right, man. All right stay strong all right bye-bye it was Big Red, you know what I mean? Red, a.k.a. Mark Anthony, reporting in, checking in, representing South Carolina. Hmm. It's a tough Sad. one, huh? It's a tough pill to swallow. Sad. Yeah, it is Sad. a tough one. I mean, I can't. you can't make light of any, you know, I, you know, I didn't want to bring the podcast, you know, to a halt like that. But, it, you know, it's, it's, it's a part, it's something I think everyone is tuned into. And has unfortunately had to, uh, you know, I guess the right word is deal with, acknowledge at some point or another, whether it's this or something else. And, you know, I hope some some tragedy like this doesn't reach out and touch everyone in their life. I wish everyone could go through their, their life and not be affected in senseless acts of violence or terrorism, you know what I mean, or, or murder or to be violated in any way, but it's out there, and, it's and definitely we out there, and we have to uh, we have to be aware. And that's it's a tough it's a tough conversation to have, especially with with your child, uh, you know. But I have these conversations, and and uh, I don't think my answers are the, always the, the the best ones. But damn, you know what I mean? It's How tough. you know if you're just out to eat, or if you're out to pray, and goddamn evil comes through the door, what can you do? Even if you have a plan. That shit goes out the window with panic, you know? It's just, uh, it's senseless. But, yes, I'm sure, you know, even as we speak right now, news is coming in. And, uh, you know, that's, 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 you know, important and real news. Not like a lot of stuff that's dominated the headlines over the past couple weeks, whether it's, uh, whether it's uh, uh, Bruce Jenner. Or uh, what's the chick's name? What's what's the the lady's uh, oh, the, name? The woman who identifies as being black. Yeah. Mm. What's up with her? I don't. I don't even want to give that attention because huh? that's what she's looking for. So. I mean, man. I don't understand. I don't understand. That's a that's something. I mean, it's a. Uh, it's, it it goes back to what 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 Mark had brought up about just people. You have to call people out, <laughs> right? You have you have to call people out, man. If somebody's in your job and they're posing, somebody needs to be like, "What, what are you doing? What are you doing here? <laughs> are you for real? You know, you, you, this, this, this. You, what is this charade? Charade, charade, or charade? No, definitely charade. Charade, always. Right? <laughs> Who says charade? Nobody. Someone in says French, charade, charade but ah. that's a different language. Oui, oui. <laughs> so, well, all jokes aside, though, I mean, and I still haven't. <laughs> what submerged myself or even paid i paid little attention outside of a clip here news clip here or, or sound bite here when it comes to this what's her name rachel dolzell 
Dozel? Dozel? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I can't. I haven't, I haven't read all the facts or done any of that stuff, but just based on what. It doesn't matter what color the president of the NAACP is, no. bottom line. No. What matters is, and I'm sure everyone or anyone listening right now has heard this story a hundred times by now, but what matters is the ethic, your business ethic. You compromised it with a lie, within a lie, within another lie, okay? So that right there voids any contract. You're done, okay? You're done. It's just like the dude, Brian Williams, when he lied. Yep. Doesn't doesn't matter. It's just you, you can't be trusted. Yep. All right. And it, it, maybe she, she probably. And how, how long was she the NAAC president? Like ten a, years or something, while, right? Yeah. So she probably did good in within that. But she's also probably batshit crazy. Yeah. It's she, what do they be. say? Uh, cray cray. You know what I mean? Is she? She, little- called, she was called cuckoo for cocoa puffs on CNN yesterday. Yeah, so I mean, like, that's the terms that they're using on CNN. But if somebody, to describe her. if somebody will go to this extreme, yeah, to lie, who's to say they wouldn't do something more drastic at of some course. point in time? Yeah, to you know her own I mean? advantage. Yeah, to of course, people not even an advantage. Let's say who say she won't snap or try to cover up something. Oh, who, you don't know. You just but like don't you said, know. No trust. Yeah, so I mean, it's disturbing on many levels. Uh, again, it's easy to jump on the bandwagon and then start saying, "Oh, you know, it's uh, what was it, uh, transracial and, and oh, stuff." Oh, new like terms that. are coming out now. Come on, man! Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to sell. A, it's all about everybody, semantics. Everybody wants to sell uh, a magazine. Everybody wants to sell a newspaper. Everybody wants to sell, uh, you know. Uh, uh, get the ratings and stuff like that. So they, they run with these stories, but I mean, really it's no, it's no different, uh, um, than this one. I mean, the, I'm showing Miriam Tazi pictures of the vanity fair cover with the call me Caitlin. I mean, I haven't weighed on this stuff on purpose cause it's just, it really isn't, has nothing to do with me. <laughs> it has, until don't be, it, don't be so selfish until it does have something to do with me. And let's say, I had a child come up to me. And okay? ask you about it? I had a child, a 13-year-old girl, come up to me and ask me. She, when she didn't ask, she said, I'm changing my name. Oh, oh, yeah. What's your name? I didn't know this child, right? She just happened to be in an area where there was other children. And she came up to me and was like, my name's Caitlin, and I'm changing my name because Bruce Jenner's new name is Caitlin. I can guarantee you she didn't know Bruce Jenner. I know Bruce Jenner. <laughs> Trust me. When I was a kid growing up, it was Bruce Jenner. It was there were a few people that were on top when I was coming up as a kid, and Bruce Jenner was one of them. It was Bruce Jenner, O.J. Simpson, and Michael Jackson. All right. Yeah, but what happened to all of them? Understand what's going on, man. <laughs> yeah, but look what life did to them. We fucked these people up. No, I think I think life happens, and <sighs> I can't I can't judge. I'm not going to judge. Just because I don't understand. I'm not saying um, they're necessarily fucked up, you know, but I'm just saying there's just life. Life happens, and when life happens, yeah. you make the best of it. Now, it might not be Oof. the best for me, you know what I mean? It may not be the best for me uh, to, to uh, you, if plastic surgery or taking uh, medication to change or manipulate my cells or something. I may not understand that, right? But I'm not going to. I'm not going to fall victim. Make someone else happy. I'm not going to fall victim into you know pointing the finger at someone. Fair enough. And then you know uh, trying to you know 
But would you call them a hero? Don't call them a hero. They could, well, I don't call them a hero in that sense. If, if they're a hero amongst their community and their neighbors and their brothers and sisters and they're doing something courageous in their eye, it's not for me to view. It's, it really isn't. It's not for, for me to view. Mm. Um, I've thought about this. It's, again, in this case, I, for some reason I feel with Bruce Jenner, I think it's partly it's partly something to make make him or her feel more complete in their life, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand it, but that's not for me. You know, I still have to take a step back because I know the Bruce Jenner I knew. You know, sports. He was on Wheaties. You know what I mean? It was he was the man. You know what I mean? He had short shorts and he had you know, motherfucker had calf structure. You know what I mean? <laughs> he could throw. He he could do things. You know, it was like still does everything. You know, yeah, and he still can. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He, He's he's in the entertainment business. Yeah, you know what I mean. And that's the part I'm trying to say. It's if this is you know part of the show and the show business and to make money and stuff like this, and he's gonna it's gonna be more monetary gain, and he's striking why the iron's hot. That's where I kind of have a problem with it because I know that there's there, there are there are transgender pe- people in t- Taiwan. They're, they're transgender thailand Thailand, yeah uh um, they're transgender people in the uh uh, latino community they're transgender people in the uh black community every community all over and they're poor Mm -hmm. and they don't have the opportunity and the 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 the, uh uh the the cameras and the lights and 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 the the ability to make the boatloads of money as the kardashians and jenner has and those people are putting it all on the line because they're going out there every day and grinding it out and people are making fun of them they're on the subway they're on the buses you know what i mean they're you know those those people are are heroic you know what i mean because they're trying to exist in a world that you know up until now didn't want them didn't accept them or didn't even know how to accept them but at the end of the day they're human beings of course i mean that do i find this a bit odd, of course I do. I'm not afraid to admit that. I, of course I find it, it, it doesn't, I don't understand it, but I'm not going to like cast a stone at them and, and say they shouldn't exist. I don't think it should be, I don't think it should be the forefront or the starting or the end story of the news. Agreed. You know what I mean? I, I just don't, uh, you know, it's just no different than this. I'm going to show, I think I have it. I had another picture I wanted to show you, but I got to clean out my desktop. It's a mess. It is, people. And to produce a show in this speed is is very difficult. But let me—I'm gonna have to pull it up. Uh, oh, Bing. This is another picture that uh, is, and maybe I'll, I'll tweet these or post them. It's hard for me to. See if I can find it. There's a picture in the hip hop community that's going around that uh, shows a rapper. I think his name's Lil B. I've never heard one of his songs. I couldn't couldn't begin uh, begin to tell you this dude. Oh, I don't know who that is. So <clears throat> this is a this is a, a picture of a rapper and uh his name's Lil B. L I L B. And he's dressed up, you know, basically. He's got like a big woman's hat, something like they would wear to church. 
Kentucky Derby or something like that. And he's got this little see-through slip on. It's like a little gown. Something my grandmother would wear, little floral things. And then he's got these... Long, dangly earrings. Yeah, something out of the 20s. Like... uh, seashells or something yeah he's got the gangster gangster you know he's got he's got ink he's inked up but he's dressed like a woman looks like kind of looks like on esther from uh samford and son you know what i mean dressed up you know what i mean in something she would wear but this dude he's an mc now in the hip-hop community this could be viewed as a known well it is i've seen a few posts by prominent mcs and djs you know what i mean this casting this dude out look I, it's not for me, but you can't say that ain't hip hop. You you can't say that's not culture. That's like saying it's not that that that. That's like saying that gay people or transgender people or even black people aren't part of the American culture, which everyone forementioned has been right. Yeah. Has been said you can't be part of this. You're not part. You're not an equal. You know what I mean? How many people has? Because I don't understand this. Right. Right. Even if you're right. if, if you're you're homosexual, if you're a gay rapper, because I don't understand it, or it may not be for me or my taste, I don't it may th- not even be gay. I don't even no. I'm just saying in general. Oh, <laughs> I'm just saying in, in general. No, he just might like to wear dresses, yeah, and you know, fashionable twenty style earrings. You know what I mean? And a big ass hat. You know what I mean? <clears throat> might just be his style. <clears throat> it is what it is. My point is, I don't think he should be quote unquote ousted from hip hop. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, because of this, I don't. I don't think so. And, I, and who who is the person that's in charge? They would oust somebody from hip hop. That's true too. You know what I mean? Like who? Like who are you? You know what I mean? I mean, I get it. Here, I'm, I'm going to read it. And who ousted him? <clears throat> uh-huh. Oh, we'll Uh-oh. get to that. I mean, I'm not here to, like, you know, start any beefs or something. But, again, you have to look um, within yourself, right? And this dude posts a lot of shit for me to find where it's at. I mean, some people just are on a rampage of of just posting stuff. Or you're unprepared. No, Well, I didn't know I was going to talk about this. I just, you know, oh. I'm just going. He may have deleted it. Uh-oh. So maybe I shouldn't even bring this shit up. But my point is, it doesn't matter who it is. My point is, I think you, you meaning we, us, as a people, need to look at ourselves. And and just because something, we don't understand it. You know, whether it's generational or not. People are scared of difference, you know. I mean, I say, I say, I say shit out of my neck sometimes, and you've you've corrected me. You know what I mean? It just could be, I could be moody or something. It doesn't matter. Ignorance is ignorance, right? Right or wrong? Right. And people, we need to hold ourselves, uh, you know, accountable when it comes to stuff like this. It is a, uh, it's a disease, and and you don't. How soon we forget, especially as as black people, how quick we forget. It's not just black people. I mean, look at the Jewish Americans, the Jewish, our Jewish brothers and sisters out there, our Muslim brothers and sisters out there. Fuck Italians and Irish when they came over, caught hell. A lot of people have caught. Let's not forget the Native Americans. Whomever it is, everyone's walk of life is caught out. We've gotten that high up. Do we have that much freedom that we forget and now we're the ones, you know what I mean, yeah. laying the hammer? <clears throat> like, What do you think? I, you know, I'm, I'm, 
I consider myself to be pretty open-minded. I think this know? motherfucker deleted it. Because well, I don't see it. Maybe too much reaction. Well, it was a lot. Yeah. It was a lot. But, but yeah, I mean, I consider myself open-minded, but I just, I, I hadn't heard about this at all. And like you said, who's in charge of ousting someone, just like kicking them out of a, of a culture. Man. But, I mean, I wouldn't. I don't know this guy if he I don't know if this guy can rap or rhyme or anything, you know? So I I'd rather hear him I'd rather hear his like work than maybe judge him by why he's by what he's wearing, you know? Maybe the next show will play some of his stuff cuz I'm not going to even st- attempt to start digging yeah, no, uh, don't for stuff but now. but uh, you know, it's just like what's the other chick's name? Iggy uh Iggy Azalea? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like she's catching hell. She's catching hell, but she makes she makes poppy music, right? Mm. She makes you know uh, pop music. It's got rap. She's yeah, you've called her hip hop, and I kind of was against. She's hip hop, man. She's everything that embodies what's good about hip hop. And you know, she I she she's that she doesn't necessarily write her own stuff. And doesn't matter. Like well, yeah, so. I mean, is she is she quote unquote? But again. I'm not the one that says she's not a true MC or a true poet or an educator or but she is a contributing contributing factor of the culture itself. You know what I mean? People are listening, people are getting a reaction as an artist done her job. You know, good or bad, lover or hater. The point is, yeah, it's not for me, you know what I mean? I'd I'd rather have Missy Elliott, you know what I mean? Timberland and Magoo. <laughs> You know what I mean? Of course, of course. But she's a she's a direct product of yeah. that that bloodline. She is her and uh, what's the other chick's name? Nicki Minaj. Yeah, they're they're direct descendants of that bloodline. Love it or or, or leave it. That's just the truth, Ruth. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know that's just what you never heard that before. Well, yeah, it's from Spike just... Lee. You know what I mean? Do the right thing. You know, I'm just, the plan, Stan. just keeping it real. I'm just keeping it 100. It's between y'all. My name's Paul. It's between y'all. That's right. <laughs> but this, again, when it comes to anything like this, we don't understand it. We shouldn't be fearful of it. We should not. That doesn't mean we have to. We don't have to embrace it and bring it into our living room or anything like that. But it exists. And it is part of hip hop. It is part of hip hop. It is part of the culture. Even if it isn't, if it's a religion, a la, you know, you take uh, Islam, you take uh, uh, the Jewish religion, you take any religion out there, a uh, Scientology, we take anything out there that we don't understand. We shouldn't condemn it, you know what I mean, and destroy it and wage wars over it because we don't understand it because we're that fearful. You know what I mean? We're that fearful. We should, shouldn't. I mean, look look at what's happening. We're we're this is a country that's basically going at some point may may um, eat ourselves from the inside because we're that fearful of each other. But if you look around, take a second. Take a second. We've got more in common than we don't. The other day, I was pissed off for no reason. Basically, I mean, well, I got plenty of reasons, but. I was upset about something, right? And then uh, some of my coworkers were walking around, right? And they were playing John Williams, fucking John Williams. And you know, I was I was having these thoughts, like, like, why the fuck am I here? These motherfuckers, you know, I was just just I was tripping, right, inside. But I was, and all of a sudden, I look around and I just took a took a step back, and at least six or seven people around me were all in a circle. Talking about John Williams. <laughs> right? Then I had to stop. 
And I had to get in the conversation because everyone had something in common. We weren't that different after all. I took a second and we all loved John Williams. And for those of you listening who may not know who John Williams is, but Miriam, you could tell us who John Williams is. Isn't he the music composer of of Star Wars? Yeah. And what else? Jaws and E.T., Jurassic Park. So I, I can imagine Minnie Malcolm conducting. Yeah. I wanted to be a conductor when I was there. It's true. It's true. I wanted... I I used to... This is a true story. Have I told this on a podcast? I'm not sure. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, watch some of the stories I tell. Um, but they're true. I'm not, I'm not making them up. But when I was a kid growing up, one of the things I wanted... And you have to understand, people. In my day... Parents didn't invest. I mean, they did. My parents didn't invest a lot of thought or time into the, if it wasn't like, you know, if it was basically like academics or if you did play sports, like basically football. Basically, that's it. Yeah, football or basketball, then, you know, you were just, just, at least this is the way I felt. Yeah, you were just in a corner somewhere. Just go go do something. Yeah, you know, so I go in the mountains and I go, you know, for, you know, go in the streets. I'd go, depending on where I was living. And, uh, you know, I go to the movies a lot. Mm -hmm. So they they, they just drop me off or whatever. But one of the things I wanted to be early on was a conductor. Because I saw Jaws, because I saw Star Wars, and I wanted to, I want, man, I, I wanted to be a conductor. So what I would do is, yeah, my old man was like, you know, he liked basketball, he liked football. So my my older brother, he wanted all he wanted, all he did was try to make my old man happy, right? So he'd be out there, you know, playing football, doing whatever. Me, I'd be in my room. <laughs> it's so funny. The rest of the story. <laughs> yeah. So I'd be. I, no, it's true. It's true. I'd I be know a, it's true. I'm not saying you're a liar. I'm going to brought it up. <laughs> what are you looking up? Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to pull up something. I just. I'm not that fast today on the computer, people, because I really didn't. Uh, didn't plan on. Uh, so I was pulling a clip up of John Williams, but I'd be in my room. With the vi- I, I had all the vinyl records, okay? Understand this, where there was Stevie Wonder, The Temptations, there was Michael Jackson, there was, the, you know, uh, uh, any of the greats, Smokey Robinson, all those vinyl records. My old man. The Beatles. <laughs> Earth, Wind, and Fire. You know what I mean? Yeah. All of them. My brother uh, and my old man would be playing loud. Go down to my side of the room. <laughs> Go right down the hallway, right? Right? Straight up. You wouldn't hear. You would not hear any of that stuff. Straight up. This is what this th- this is exactly what you would hear. And I would be standing there with a stick in my hand. <laughs> and I would be pointing it, just like the pointer. Right? And <laughs> so what Miriam's looking at, what are you looking at right now? I'm looking at a conductor yeah. conducting it's an John orchestra. Williams. Look at, and look at the face. Very serious. So if my old man comes walking down the hall, this is what he sees. Nothing stops. Right? And he just, you know, just keep going. I mean, really? And I'd be in there for hours listening to show tunes, as the some would call it. 
<laughs> and I, I swear, I would just stand there and conduct. And if I didn't have the sound, I would, I would, I would. You would make it. <laughs> and I, I got really good at. It. <laughs> I'm sure you did. Yeah, yeah. The the Imperial March is one of my favorite songs of all time. Not Billie Jean. You know what I mean. Not superstition. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nerd. The Imperial March. Nerd. This is what my old man had to deal with. And he probably doesn't even remember this. You know, my mother might. She might remember this. That harp. Everything. Tubas and flutes and, and, and violins. A lot of things was going on. So, yeah, I mean, between that and calligraphy, I mean, those were the, those were like. Such an artiste. Yeah, I was, yeah. They did, they did catch on to that, though. They knew I liked calligraphy, so they bought me the desk, the, oh, yeah. uh, the, the architect desk. You know it's what a I nice mean? Desk. Yeah, yeah, they did, they started to invest. It was at the end, though. It was at the end. All right, we can. Stop All right, you this got the now. idea, right? Yeah, you See, can I can. Turn that off now, yeah. nerd. <laughs> okay, I'm done. <laughs> I can let that keep going. Yeah, uh, literally, records. I know. Records. You've told me. Many you know, times. I, it, it was so bad. And understand this, people. I'm not going to get too deep into this, but you already have. I mean, there, there, this was before, like technology. There was no, yeah, there was we no. Know, there was old timer. We know. <laughs> there was no streaming anything. No. Okay, we got that right. Yeah. So obviously, would, and then I would have to get the record player of, let's say, it was Star Wars on record. So it'd be other actors acting out the parts, and I would just sit there and listen. <laughs> And sometimes you get this book, and you would look at the pages, so you'd remember them. Yeah, I mean, you know, imagination. Yeah, this was fucking seventy nine. You know, it's like I was at my prime of nerdiness, tennis, and <laughs> everything. Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. It was a little kid, you know, growing going into the eighties, and uh, yeah, there wasn't much around, and so you just yeah, I wanted to be John Williams and. What was I talking about? Oh, yeah, that's my point. <laughs> I, I, I had a lot in common. We have a lot in common with people around us. And there's a lot of people that like John Williams. That's what I'm trying to tell you guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't go out there and do anything crazy because chances are somebody sitting right next to you likes John Williams. You know what I mean? Right? I guess. <laughs> we have something in common. You know what I mean? You might, you, might, you might be hating on somebody and they might you know, just be into young and restless just like you are. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, you like, fuck, he's young and restless. That's he's you actually. He's, he's dashing. What's the guy's name? The older guy He's a gentleman. Victor. Yeah. Victor Newman. Yeah. Victor Newman. I showed you a picture. I was like, yeah, my boy Frank is friends yeah, with him. Why is he hanging out with Victor Newman? Man, my boy, I got connections. Yeah, obviously. That's all I'm trying to tell you people. <laughs> uh, and that's just it. I mean, it's a, uh, it's a mad world out there and you know, we, we can't be, uh, we can't be isolating others because of differences on the exterior because chances are the interior is uh it mirrors what's inside of us and we're just humans trying to get by, right? Yeah, you also can't isolate yourself. Mm. Speaking of John Williams, I saw uh I saw Jurassic World. Yeah, I saw Jurassic World and uh yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not going to give a review. I mean, you know, it is what it is. It is. It really is. It's 
It's it, it's basically a blown up version of Sharknado. It's a, it's a Aww. it's a it's a, a B movie, and it's being carried on the nostalgia of the first two films. You know what I mean? The, the music, John Williams theme, it draws you in. But you got Chris Pratt with a mustache in there, and Chris Pratt's good to look at. And you know, it's basically a vehicle for him to assume the Indiana Jones uh, a mantle. At some point, he's going to inherit that role, and I'm not mad at him for that. I'm, I'm cool with that. They just need to work on everything. Is just okay, and it's just being passed off as the greatest thing ever. And and now they're saying, oh, it's it's the the number one opening of all time. It's epic. No, no, it's the, it is. It, <laughs> it's the number one opening, as far as box office numbers of all time. But you know why? You know why? No, they did the math, and they put it in. Every theater. Oh. It's, it's like putting liquor stores in the hood. If you put liquor stores in the hood, what's going to happen? The liquor will sell out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, damn. They, you literally cannot go to a movie house without it showing like, six yeah. different screens of Jurassic World. So it's like, what should I watch? Oh, yeah. well, I guess I have to watch this. It's very popular. I'm telling <laughs> people you. people don't know. They did, they, they, people also have to understand that Hollywood is very clever when it comes to the numbers and crunching those numbers. They're, they're doing math on a big scale. So they know how to manipulate things so that you have no choice but to see this movie. Oh, I'm going out. Yeah, let's see if there's a 5.30. There's no 5.30. There's never a 5.30 show, but there's a 5.30 show of Jurassic motherfucking world. I guarantee you that. Every five minutes. There's, there's never a, a 5.30. Well, look, there's a we, 5.35, too. Yeah. <laughs> running a little bit late. Just got my hair did. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But we could catch this movie. All right. That's a, I don't even know who I was imitating, but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Child, what is going on? I don't know, but my (laughs) I'm so confused. My point is, there's there's plenty for everybody, and it's 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 you have no choice to see it. You put that you put that film. I tell you what, you do. You cut it in half or or more than half. I mean, I'm not even going to Google because whenever I see the the line, I'm losing my mind here. Yes, a little bit. Whenever I see that headline, and I know. How many screens that I see when I go on my phone, it's on. I don't even go the extra mile to see how many screens it's actually on because it'll infuriate me. Mm. Now you take that and you let's put it in 1,200 theaters and see how it does. Give the people some choices like <laughs> Ex Machina. That was good. You know what I mean? You give some, you give some people some choices of some real meat, some real real food. They'll, they're pretty smart, you know what I mean? But I get it. It's the summer season, and, you know, it is a big roller coaster ride. It's okay. You know, I, I gave it three stars. I was generous. I gave you with a half a star, that is, but that is pretty generous. It's, it's a roller coaster. It, it, it does what it's supposed to do, but it, it, it is. Don't mistake that three stars were like, you know, film of the year. Okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, you're talking to the guy that sat up the other night, and I watched some piece of shit movie called Pyramid. Let me tell you about Pyramid, okay? Don't. Why? Why waste your breath? It was so bad. <laughs> it was so fucking bad, people, that it was it was actually good. I could not take my eyes off this movie. It was uh it's a movie. Let me see if I can pull it up. Pyramid. 
movie. There it is. So this movie came out in 2014. It's now streaming on iTunes. Waste your money if you want, but it's. <laughs> it, it, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I had to see it because I'm I'm big into pyramids. I love I love everything around, even even the bullshit that's out there. You know what I mean? I, I just got to watch it. So it's a team that attempts to unlock the secrets of. The Lost Pyramid. They find this pyramid. I think it only had like three sides or some shit. And I was trying to do the math on how the fuck that would look. But the cameras never... They, they said it, so I just, I just kind of believed it. But I was looking at the movie. How the fuck does it only have three sides? What is this, a piece of paper? And I, I couldn't... I could not wrap my mind around that part of it, so I was fucked. And then... These fools want to go up in the pyramid and get some sort of dust blown on them that gives you like diphtheria or some shit. You get like these, these bubbles and shit on your neck. Why would you even go in there? They want those? They, they didn't fucked up. Oh. They didn't fucked up. You know, oh. you pyramids, you know, back in the day, they have curses and stuff. Oh. Fucking go in there and you're fucking lost. Lose your mind. These motherfuckers went in there and, uh, uh, there's creatures there's these like cats running around and they, they eat meat and, and there's traps like indiana jones it is a god-awful film but damn i just it was it, i just couldn't keep my eyes off of it and it, you know it, it could have been something decent one of those found footage films and i'm a sucker i'm a sucker for any found footage film <laughs> any of them i watched just about all of them so this you know i didn't exclude this one this was like part found footage, guys running around with a damn... I mean, I don't even know what type of battery life, but everybody seems <laughs> to have some camera that has an infinite amount of battery life. And if it gets dark, all they got to do is switch it to night and they can see everything. <laughs> I don't even have this camera. But, uh, it, it, you know, it's a fun watch. If you like those those crazy movies like Leprechaun and, and stuff like that, Chucky and all that, it's it's that type of grade movie. You know what I mean? And, and you know. Fun times. It's a piece of shit. <laughs> straight up. And speaking of pyramids, I watched, uh, I'll wrap it up. I, I watched, uh, and I have to talk about this film. What's it called? I don't know. Exodus, Gods, and Kings. Oh. Right? I think we even talked about it on the podcast in the beginning. It's a film directed by uh by ridley scott and it's basically the moses story like the ten commandments Mm -hmm. charlton heston film Mm -hmm. uh kind of sort of well it's basically it's the same storyline but made today Mm -hmm. and i think ridley scott caught a lot a lot of heat he caught a lot of heat why because he cast white actors and they said they were whitewashing oh that's what they were talking about you know that was a story that was a story right and i fell victim to that and i uh, the reason why i say victim to it wasn't a bad movie (laughs) it's not a bad film it really isn't like i think we're so quick i mean again the movie was bad though huh they were saying it's bad because he didn't cast the right race i don't know i think i think there was a lot of shit going on uh well, maybe we do curse a lot on this podcast. I think there was a lot of stuff going on at the time uh, with the racial uh, controversy of it, of, you know, the quote-unquote whitewashing, and people were in an uproar, mm. people from the region saying it was being untrue, mm. and Hollywood was just being Hollywood. And I think that was also coming on the heels of, uh, and I'm going to curse, that other piece of shit movie, Noah, with Russell oh, Crowe. Right, and that was garbage. I had to watch that too. I, I just got to. Why do you watch I got this to. crap? I got to. 
I got to. It's an itch that you need to scratch. I got to. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so intense right now, you guys. He's like pausing and shit. Like freezing. <laughs> I got to. Okay. I got to, man. You got to understand what's going on, man. So No, that's not what's going on, though. In my world. In my okay. world, man, I just—it's just like I gotta feed. I gotta know what's on the other side. It's like blood to a vampire. I've got to know. So anyway, you—I think we talked about this earlier on a serious subject. We fall victim to this this whole theme of race and race and race. It's storytelling, basically. It's storytelling. It's a filmmaker that's hired Ridley Scott. That's hired from a major corporation, the studio Hollywood, to to make a film. Right, and to bring in X amount of dollars, he's giving a a, a multi million dollar budget. Uh, uh, let's see if it says budget one hundred and forty million dollars. Wow. Yeah, hundred and forty million dollars. Uh, opening weekend only uh, twenty four million was made. It only grossed sixty five. That was all word of mouth, I could guarantee you, because people just, they, they shot it down because of of of, uh, of, of the race issues. Uh, Christi- Christian Bale played Moses, right? I mean, yeah, maybe he could have picked Chiwetel Ejiofor. Maybe he could have picked Denzel Washington. Maybe he could have picked someone else, right? Uh, but, you know, Ridley Scott said in an interview, and I can't quote him, so we could probably find the real, but I'm not going to dig that deep. So this is going to have to do. He basically said to 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 get people in the seats and to get it green lit, he's got to hire actors that the studio will approve. I mean, it's happened. They 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 didn't want uh, uh, Al Pacino to play Michael Corleone in The Godfather. You know what I mean? Think about that. Think about if if uh, if Francis Ford Coppola would have gave in and and you know had someone else, you know Robert Redford or someone play. Michael Corleone, you know what I mean? So, you know, n- that's kind of, you know, a, a different thing because in that case, yeah, the director opposite. stood up for yeah, someone op- more. Yeah, completely it opposite, is, so actually. That, that point, uh, <laughs> not a good point uh, at all. So, <laughs> fuck myself. Mm, mm, mm. Anyway. Like, no, he did listen yes. to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did listen to the people in his gut, and uh, he did what he was supposed to do, hired someone who was uh, Italian. So, you know, that made no sense at all, people. I'm the worst film reviewer critic ever. Mm. I did more harm here than actual good for Ridley Scott. Thank you, Malcolm Riddle. Jesus. My point is, it is not... A, what is your point? It's not a bad movie. Ah. It, it, the story <laughs> is, go, is good. The, the, the effects are okay. I'm bothered because of the construction. They're constructing these pyramids, and they're constructing all these statues. But they're kind of using today's technology and the, how, we, how we do things. I think it, they were done differently. I, I like to think things were done differently. They didn't put a lot of emphasis on it, and the pyramids looked like today. They weren't shiny with the limestone. or You know what I mean? There's certain things that I think would have enhanced it, but overall, the, that wasn't the focus. Those are just little details that I pay attention to. But the, the overall story and the storyline and the acting, it was superb. Hmm. It was superb. It was, it was superb. <laughs> okay. It was the music. Everything was balanced. It, it really was, and the the story of well, he is a good filmmaker. The story, know? the story of He's a good storyteller. Yes, but it's yes. 
It's not just a story, but... Yes. It was a story of faith. You know what I mean? And not just with the faith, like a biblical story and stuff like that. I mean, the man was challenged, and then his wife, you know what I mean? Her faith for him, allowing him to leave the family and go out. And she was, you know, and her his son. And it was, it, it, it really, it's, a, it's, it, it's good. It's worth the price of admission. So if you want to rent it and then give me feedback, you can call the hotline, you can tweet me, whatever. Uh, you know, I, I challenge you to watch it. it it's decent. You know, watch it. I'll, I, if you don't like it, I'll give you your money back. Well, I might not do that. But uh, Ridley Scott will give you your money back. But no, it, it really is. It, it's They did a very good job with it. And, you know, if you're going to remake something, you know, by today's standards, I think they did a did a, did a good job. Yeah, may, yeah maybe they could have went. But, I mean, he's got a point, man. I mean, to get these companies, these big companies to green light something, you do got to get these names. But, you know, who knows? Maybe if he would have... You know, pick Chiwetel Ejiofor or something, you know, who knows how it would have been looked at. I mean... Yeah, I mean, it, was it rushed? Like... No. I mean, I know during production, it... it I, I, you know, it was a lot of talk surrounding it. But I'm mean, once the controversy, once the, the Twittersphere set in, mm-hmm. it was over. Mm-hmm. I mean, you if, you if your shit gets on Twitter and it takes off, good or bad, it's... Once it's in that atmosphere, look out. Mm-hmm. That's the way of this world right now. That's true. That's just the way it goes. But uh, I don't think it holds true. I think uh, I think this is a, this is a, a good example of, um, uh, you know, I think that uh, race was injected, and you know for for right reasons. But uh, it, I can't say if Hollywood's motive in this case was to whitewash the story of Moses. Or, or, you know, the, the biblical story of Moses. I, I don't know. You know, you know my feelings. There's no black people in any films anyway. <laughs> I'm, I'm used to it. You know what I mean? It's like, damn. So in my mind, when I go see a film, I kind of put myself in that film and kind of take out and add things in my mind. That's just the way my mind works. But you make I, it your own. <laughs> yeah, I do. It's, it's now my film. <laughs> so it's yeah it's you know there, there's there is there's whitewashing has been going on and, and until the people that want to see these films actually invest in uh in studios and productions that uh, uh they can control then you're going to continue to get uh, uh uh companies and directors that, that put you know people that don't look like that aren't representative of the actual uh, uh culture uh, surrounding the story so i mean yeah we need to get that but i mean f- for this point go you know rent the movie damn it, it it's not that bad it really is it's better than pyramid but <laughs> doesn't seem hard to do pyramid was something else mm-hmm. man good night you guys should just watch that just based on uh you know just to see something what a piece of shit is <laughs> yeah just do it trust me it's it's a waste of your time and you'll never get it back but you just to know that it's there, you know, you, you damn. You know, but I'm, I, it satisfied me somehow. I still can't wrap my mind around that. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like bad pizza. You know what I mean? You know when you go to a pizza place and they cut it in squares? Like, fuck! I actually don't mind that, okay? Lito's pizza is really I good. I don't like that shit, but I'll still eat it. I like the little pieces. Easier to handle. I don't. I mm. like it traditional where I can fold it. I'm a traditionalist when it comes to pie. I don't need sh- I don't need sh- Chicago style or deep dish. Mm, those are good I don't too need sometimes. all that. It depends. That's why you know. I mean, I just, it's called a slice. There's a reason why it's called a slice. A slice. There's a reason why. Drink. All right. 
That's right. So that's it. That's all I got. Uh, Miriam, can you answer me one question? What's that? Answer this. How does this podcast make it makes its way around the basis? How? How do we do that? With How? social media. That's right. It's by sharing, right? Sharing and caring. Sharing <laughs> and caring, as she said. There was an extra, well, not an extra, but there's a lot of G, I-N-G on that. Sharing. It was very delicate. Can you say that one more time? We pot it up. So. One more time. Sharing and caring. Ooh. That's right, people. So that's how we're going to do it. You guys have been doing a great job in sharing uh, the link. Uh, thank you for that. And uh, keep doing it because that, that, uh, it, it drives the numbers up big time as far as people that actually uh, link up. And uh, I've got uh, a handful of new subscribers. So, uh, And for those of you who use uh, iTunes and Apple products, uh, just uh, go to – American Riddle podcast on iTunes and submit a review also because that that helps as well. Um, it uh, it uh, gives me a, a, a good way to read what's going on, good or bad or whatever. I can take the heat. So if you don't like the podcast, you know, post what you want. But it's a, it's a good way for us to grow and get a gauge on what's going on. And plus, iTunes uh, is looking at those uh, stats as well. So uh, go to iTunes, post a review, uh, keep sharing. Go to the uh, American Riddle voicemail, which I'll post on the link of this uh, this podcast because I still I haven't memorized it. I think it's something <laughs> like four two four something, right? I think I might have huh? it somewhere. I'm gonna look it up since I'm on the subject, people. You know what type of show this is? Bam, bam, bam. That's how he does it. Four two four two four eight nine two six two. If you haven't tuned out already. That's the number. So you can call, leave a voicemail on any subject. You know, if you want to talk about uh, Pyramid or you want to talk about uh, the whitewashing of uh, uh, films or if you want to talk about capes, what else? <laughs> Anything. You know, if you want to talk about me being a conductor or you being a conductor or your affinity for, for John Williams. For conducting. That's right. That's what I said. You know, you can leave a voicemail on that or any subject, a question, whatever. Call that number and uh, I will... I will acknowledge it and answer it. And plus, it would be fun material for the show. So, as always, uh, Miriam Tazi, thanks for being a good sport. No problem. Thanks no, for having me. You got it. And uh, as always, Domino Motherfucker. The American Riddle Podcast. Malcolm Riddle. I know you know I am. I'm that guy that says Domino Motherfucker. Riddle. The American Riddle Podcast.